Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my darlings. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365. Chelsea play Man City in the big one. Cardiff play Southampton in the scrappy one. And West Ham play Crystal Palace in the claret and blue one. Palace are sort of claret and blue, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> no. I mean, I'll, I'll sort of give you a pass on it because I thought it was quite a good intro. Mm, yeah, <laughs> they're like an angry claret and blue. I think. Yeah, could be. Yeah, could be. A little bit of white mixed in there. That is the sound of Pete Donaldson's voice. There's a little bit of excitement in that voice because he is sure that one of the four. Uh, consortiums are going to buy Newcastle United. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ashley's also ca- already uh, casting aspersions on uh, Kenyon's uh, bids. So mm. I don't know whether yeah. Yeah, I don't know where he's got enough money. Ask started him. early. This always kind of happens right before the January transfer. I oh, know, yeah, it does. Peter Kenyon to the rescue, Peter. I'd, I'd take anyone right now to go, Marcus. Anyone? Satan? Anyone. Oh, anyone. <laughs> anyone living I'll or dead take I'll take anyone that. from yeah. any of the circles of hell yeah Putin Dante I'd take Dante Do right you have a now. bit of Putin coming in I don't care oligarchs um, you're human, all welcome human rights abusers <laughs> I'm having you right now I mean Ashley's not that bad is he <laughs> no. compared to some of them saving the high street Marcus he's going to put Hoslu in every shop <laughs> yeah I, I, and I'm, I remain as confused as you guys about why Pete isn't uh, Pete friend of the workers you know very liberal very left wing mm-hmm. kind of guy why he isn't supportive of Mike Ashley's investment into something like House of Fraser yeah. therefore mm-hmm. saving thousands of jobs I mean he did Could say he did, he did, perhaps, because, perhaps because it doesn't quite fit in with his blinkered view of the world Jim <laughs> he did mm-hmm. say uh, in a um, like a round table that uh, he walked in loads of the House of Fraser shops and uh, there, there were more people in there are staff than actual um, uh, actual people shopping. Yeah. So, is he, um, so, so, so not a portent of anything yeah. good for no, the House no, of Fraser staff, is it? Done the research as well, <laughs> clearly. That's 50-50. It's either, if you're a member of staff at House of Fraser, you're either thinking, well, we're going to get more customers or the other one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which isn't a laughing matter. I think we can all agree. No. Absolutely, yeah. It's a puking matter into the fireplace. It is. Indeed, as, they, as they usually are. Mm. Yeah, so we look forward to seeing if Newcastle fans are going to have a wonderful Christmas or just another normal good, one. Good draw last night at Everton. That's yeah. all I'm saying. We, they rotated the yellow cards late on. Great goal from Rondon. Mm. And people mm. up in the north are friendlier, so I'm sure they'll have a lovely Christmas anyway. That's very true. Yeah. 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 Do, you think, yeah. do you think there's a danger that St James's Park will become House of Newcastle? <laughs> Replace Shearer's on number nine's bar with uh, get the strawberry turned into a little house, little mini House of Fraser. Lovely. And then and then sign Ryan Fraser, which would yeah. be an improvement. Mm. Or are. Brendan Fraser, the actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or Brendan Rodgers. He'll, no, he'll be, he, he's, basically, he's a Mike Ashley signing. Brendan Fraser yeah. is a very Mike Ashley signing. <laughs> what position would he play? Faded, faded glamour. <laughs> yeah, cheaper than he used to be. Hasn't been in the movie for Hasn't years. Hasn't been in yeah. the movie for years. We're, we're already a cheap version of someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's he a cheap version of? Uh, Ashton Kutcher, I would say. Oh, no, I think he's no, more beefy than yeah, that. Yeah, not the, too, not yeah. these days. Too heavy set. No, that's yeah. what I mean originally. 
No, mm. I, I think he was but always. Ashton a bit Kutcher re- wasn't around when Brendan Fraser was. Oh, am I am I getting mixed up with how old Brendan Fraser is? Maybe I am. Yeah, well, Fra- think about the the, the original Mummy. The yeah, mummy. that's yeah. Brendan Fraser. And he's, the he's California Man. He was in California Man. Think yeah, yeah. I think was. he's the old. I think I think he's probably more like an old version of The Rock than he is of Ashton Kutcher. Mm. You're well, conflating that because he's got because he was in the Mummy. They're both in the Mummy. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe yeah. We will get to the premiere. Does Brendan Fraser even exist? I think that's the question. That's true. He's, he's, on, the, he's on the comeback trail, as are we. Let's get on with the We're show. We're almost four minutes in. Yeah. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Let's talk about the Premier League, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Chelsea versus Manchester City. It's a big one. It's a bloody big one. Chelsea need a win. They do. Jim, they lost 2-1 to Wolves. They're mm. not having a, a good spell, if you like, at the moment, having been so very, very good for their first sort of eight or nine games of the season. Yeah, it's surprising because they were you know, unbeaten until very recently and now they've lost um, two in quick succession. Uh, obviously, they... Um, They've got the win in the middle, didn't they? But um, yeah, City next as well. So (laughs) (laughs) it's great. That's the spirit. Um, Against Wolves, they went one nil up, of course. They looked comfortable. They looked in charge. And that will concern Sarri, I suppose, that they were pegged back, really, Mm. for a side who they they should have killed off. Unlucky with the the Morata business when he was probably fouled. And that... I'd imagine would have been a sending off. Well, sorry, didn't um, dwell on any of the penalty decisions. They said they, no, they, lacked, they lacked intensity. They just weren't good enough. Yeah. And, well, and, you know, there's a, sorry, Pete, go on. I was, I was just saying, like Chelsea, Man City, the weekend in any other season, you'd like this is a bit of a test for Man City, but they're now ten points behind City. It's not looking more yeah, on this. Amazing. Maybe in the best bet later. Oh, tease a trailer Lovely. for you there. Yeah. In a world. Well, what do you think about Chelsea trailer. at the moment? Luke? I think there's a feeling around. Um, People who watch the club a lot more closely than I do, uh, and I've spoken to some Chelsea fans um, just in passing and, and at work and stuff, and I think there's a feeling that they felt this might have been coming, that they've been a bit lucky, they've got away with a few. Mm-hmm. I think... Sorry they, himself said that when and they I, lost and I, and to I think um, he's right. And I think he's right. And, yeah, quite. He did actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I think he's right is because it comes back to what we were talking about before when he took the job. And we, we spent um, a bit of time um, watching Napoli last season. And one thing they were was very dogmatic. And I've said it time and time again. He only plays in a certain way. In Serie A last last season, Napoli played the same formation in every single game. Mm. So if you are talking to talk... Largely with the same personnel. Yeah. He's very reluctant to change his forward three, for example, when he had Mm -hmm. someone like Milik, who's playing okay this season on the bench. So if you are going to play in that way, teams are going to work you out. Teams are going to target players they need to target. For example, play someone like Jorginho, target him, stop him getting the supply through to people and you're going to come unstuck. Um, I think, um, I don't want to sound too sort of jingoistic, but I think the Premier League presents a tougher challenge when you're a manager of Chelsea than Serie A does when you're a manager of Napoli. And I think if you want to force your way into what is a very competitive top five or six teams and, and cement yourself back in that top four, you have to think of a different way to play. Uh, otherwise teams are going to work you out and, and and actually if they don't change anything at all it's going to get even harder for them because teams are going to make adjustments for the second half of the season look how well Unai Emery adjusts his team at Arsenal at half time we've talked about it time and time again I don't think you can play the same uh, sort of type of football from first whistle to final whistle in every game at a team like Chelsea in the Premier League and have sustained success so I'm not hugely surprised this has happened am I surprised it's happened against Wolves a little bit because mm. Wolves have been brilliant um, but other than that, I'm not surprised in general. Yeah, I'm going one nil up against Wolves. <clears throat> As I say, had chances and, and and whatnot. And Wolves are not in any great shakes themselves. They were beaten by Cardiff uh, last week. Whereas Chelsea, people, the way they started the season, everyone was saying, "Oh, haven't they done so well under Sarri? They've 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 taken on his uh, philosophies and whatnot." And they did. And and look, they were unbeaten and they were keeping the pace. But 
it's funny, isn't it? Because they felt like the wheels were not the wheels were going to come off. That's too strong, kind of language. But they they felt that there was a few little bumps in the road coming up, and now it's happened. It will be interesting to see if they can get a result against Manasi. But what he does now? Yeah. Well, I mean, the interesting thing as well is that we were saying very early on in the season um, that it looked like they actually might be title contenders. And, and well, sorry, now said bit. that we're not. We're, yeah, we're, we're top we're quite, But that, that's a very quick adjustment of expectations, mm. isn't it? Perhaps they exceeded expectations to start with, and now they bring them down again. And how does that affect the club? And I mean, if you look at the performance last night, I think it has had a damaging effect on maybe they don't know quite what they're aiming at. It was, it was well, a strange... Hazard's aiming for a move. Yeah. <laughs> He's always aiming for a move. <laughs> he wants to play for Real Madrid, as simple as that. Mm. And, and it, 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 Jim's hit on something now, I think, because at the start of the season, a lot of the chat was about it's going to take a, a while mm-hmm. for Sarri to imp- imprint his ideas onto the team. It's a new thing, so maybe <clears throat> this season um, it's a bit of a free hit, which I would be saying if I was the manager of a new club, yep. new manager of a club, yep. and next season's where it's, what it's all about. Um, and then, of course, I started so well, as Jim's alluded to, and now we're sort of seeing a slight readjustment now, I suppose. I think they are going to find it very difficult against against Man City, who are a team who can adjust and play differently. I mean, I think going into the game um, midweek, Man City changed their entire back four yeah, and still won the game. Six so, changes they made when yeah. they beat Watford. They, but they didn't seem any weaker. They didn't, and I, well, I listened to the game on the radio and, that, and, and Watford were okay. And in actual fact, um, who was it they played before? Was it Burnley the game before? That? Uh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, sorry. Bournemouth were actually okay. Yeah, Bournemouth. Bournemouth yeah, they did all right. They, mm. they, they, weren't, they, they didn't... Um, they looked like they, they had a game plan. Eddie Howe changed it a bit and it looked like it sort of worked to the extent it could work against a team like Man City. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the big boys, but Man City are Man City. I mean, you say they made six changes and it didn't weaken them. You're absolutely right. Then the reason why it didn't weaken them is because the six players they brought in hmm. were Walker Company, Stones, Delft, Silver and Mares. <laughs> they brought them in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just that when you read that, you just go, oh, bloody Nora. Like that would be so disheartening, even for someone. I mean, obviously Jurgen Klopp won't get disheartened by that because he's mm. he's a top manager and, and he'll keep the focus. But when you see the changes they make yeah. and the the arsenal uh, that <laughs> they have in their uh, no, sorry, the players they have in their arsenal, I yeah. should have said. Is 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 that the case though, or surely no one is coming up against Man City with any illusions that they're going to get an easy time or they're going to maybe be a bit let off by some some changes because everyone knows they're this this beast. But I think it I think it permeates into the the mentality of the other teams. I think Man City now are so good. I mean on Monday we talked about um the idea that Liverpool might well post a points total in you know possibly that would be enough to win mm-hmm. the Premier League mm-hmm. on more seasons than not since the Premier League's inception. But they still won't win it. But but Man, I think Man City's form and their relentless approach to how they win games and the players they bring in, as you said there, Marcus, I think actually permeates the psychology of the other teams. Yeah, so I what, what, what I mean by that is mm. Klopp and Liverpool, for example, are automatically under so much pressure because City do not slip up against mm. any sort of team. Occasionally they'll get beaten. They were beaten by Liverpool last year. They've been beaten in the Champions League this year. Because that's just happened. Yeah. But at no you can't point, win every single game. Yeah, exactly. But, but, but at no point does a setback or a, a defeat appear to derail them in any way from mm. their central goal. Mm. And that piles a lot of pressure on other teams. Well, Absolutely. Guardiola does uh, the way he manages the side. He helps mm. with that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, we've lost. When they drew away, sorry, Jim, when they drew away at Lyon, what did he say in the press? Oh, I'm delighted we got a point. You know, actually, yeah. the, the, the language he said, he didn't seem annoyed. He would have gone in there and said, nice one, lads, you know, got a point, it's a tough side. And actually, it, it's it's quite kind of weird because you would almost think he would go, 
right, well, that, well, that's not good enough. We're the top side. We're the, and and mm. sort of heat pressure on them in I, one I, sense. I, I think what Pep says is kind of secondary because he's actually quite a strange man. I think yeah. he's, he's just a, very a, blo- odd he's just a yeah. bloody good coach. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows how to get the best out of his well, players. It, Tactically, physically. But what he I, says I, to I, the players and how he manages them is important. I don't think it's as important as his organisation, personally. Well, it's because okay. the players are so motivated in their the own game. Because the players are so motivated, they're at the top of the league, they can achieve with they, the best manager in the business. So they sort of trust him whatever happens, no matter yeah, what he says. Well, yeah, I, 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 I don't think anything... You don't need to G up a player of you know of his qualities. It's like me with you, Pete, got, isn't it? Yeah. You just exactly, get on yeah. with it. You I don't need me to... don't need you. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, I think yeah, that. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> you did actually send that in an email to me yesterday. <laughs> his, his intensity, I think, just feeds into the players. Yeah. They're all on the same page. They all know that effectively mm. they, just, they want to win every game. There's no, mm. there's, you know. What's the name of that terrible um, Amazon Prime documentary thing? I can't um, what it's called. All now. or nothing was it? Yeah, all or nothing. Mm. Uh, actually, it's not terrible. Was it, wasn't that, it's t- not look. terrible. But the one thing, one takeaway from it is <laughs> it's I'm, not brilliant, but it's not terrible. It's no Premier Passions. No, it's not. It's Peter not a read. Uh, it's, it's nowhere when Saturday comes. With, um, <laughs> it's not a documentary, you madman. With the great Sean, isn't it? <laughs> I believe I saw Sean Bean score a penalty in that game, Peter. Yeah. Um, and he was wearing a kit and everything. Play for you, um, Ashford. But one thing, one takeaway from that is is that how intently all the players listen to him whenever he speaks. Mm, yeah. There's no, there's no sort of. There's no sort of idea that what the cliche is, which is old oh, footballers, you can't speak to them for too long because they switch off because they're not very clever and there's none of them playing with their phones. You hardly know, ever see a mobile phone. Yeah. You probably don't even allow them in the dressing yeah. room. So the way they listen to his ideas is is actually really revealing. The draw here when City go to Stamford Bridge at uh, the weekend is 13 to 5 with Bet365. So £10 returns £36, including stake, should we see a stalemate. Well, it'd be interesting because Chelsea... They should sit deep and hit them on the break because they can hit them on the break with the pace of Hazard and William and so mm. on. That would have you'd imagine that's how they would play. Yeah, I mean, actually, another sort of byproduct of City being so good is often teams do step up because they have to. You, you know, mm. you are under no illusions that you're going into a bit of a lion's den there. So, mm. I wonder if Chelsea's um, form recently will perhaps be almost irrelevant in this game. Yeah. yeah. Do you think? Do you think teams have stepped up against City though? Well, I think the way they approach the game. <laughs> I mean, in a mental sense, in a sort of preparation sense. You might still get blown away because, you know, they're such a good side. But Chelsea aren't going to approach this game in the same way that they'll approach a game against Huddersfield. The, yeah, yeah, true. But the only time I can think of a team... I mean, Liverpool drew them nil-nil, didn't they? That was a bit of an underwhelming mm-hmm. one. Easy to forget. I mean, they played Arsenal away on the opening day of the season. That's the opening game of the season, so you can't read too much into that. Other than Spurs that... Spurs away. Yeah. When they were much better. Yeah. It was six to one the game. Yeah, they did. Yeah. But I, th- I don't know if Spurs stepped up in quotes. The Spurs are a good team. They played, a, mm. they played well... Um, well, we we shall see. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to work on a joke about a st- the only stale mate being yeah. available in the dressing room. You know, that Marte stuff that they all mm-hmm. drink. Yeah, it's red as mate. Well, it's not red as mate. It's yeah. spelled as mate. Yeah. Yeah. Stale mate. Keep working. It's on a work it. in yeah. progress. Can someone it? help me? Yeah. Uh, Shortthefootballroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundtheroundthero
yeah. I thought you were convincingly beaten by a side who have not been brilliant. Okay, they've, they're coming into form at the moment, uh, West Ham, but does that really show? Then he said, I said to Manuel Pellegrini, the technical error, how can we be losing 3 0? <laughs> yeah. You've been out. Presumably, Pellegrini said, "Leave me out of it." <laughs> yeah. It's fascinating. I'm not managing it? two teams. I'm not giving you my idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, you, what you want to do is uh, shut up, shop a little. I bit, tried that with Pardew. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a man. He turned around to Warnock, home. and because Warnock's turned seventy, hasn't he? Yes, One of yeah. four managers, I believe, who's managed in the Premier League at the seventy plus. Ah. Pellegrini turned around and went, "Shut your noise." Yeah. 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 Anyway. yeah. That's an amazing assessment of the game, isn't it? Oh, we're absolutely brilliant apart from our ability to concede goals at any time from anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to hinder you. I I do think that, I mean, the the key moment in this game was clearly the Joe Rawls missed penalty. Mm -hmm. Because that would have put them a goal ahead, wouldn't it? I still think West Ham would have come back. True, but but I think it's fair to say that Cardiff, I mean, you can level a lot of criticism at them for different reasons, but they are quite a dogged team. You you would have rather have been 1-0 up at some point than taking a chance. With Gunnarsson in front of that back four, and you've got someone like Sol Bamber who eats up headers all day. I mean, it's not not ridiculous to suggest, given West Ham's patchy sort of form, that they might have laboured a bit had they been a goal down and started to panic. Yeah, but Lucas Perez, though, when he came on, mate, Couple of goals. You can't you can't yeah. legislate for that kind of it's thing. True. Uh, Snodgrass played very well as well. So, Snodgrass was excellent. Yeah, he's been he's been pretty good of late. Um, Arnautovic with uh, going off injured, of course, with what looks like could be um, I don't know how long term, but he, he could be out for a little bit. West Ham have got loads of injuries. Mm. Loads it's a bit of Arnautovic because I think he's been all right this season, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's a real focal point for the team. True. Um, but but speaking about Cardiff, though, you know, all three of Cardiff Cardiff's wins have come at home. And, and that's the old cliche about their home form is going to be absolutely crucial. Southampton lost 3-1 away to Spurs, showed a little bit of attacking intent at the end, hit the bar a couple of times, but the game was gone by then. They should have showed more given that their new coach was in the stands. Yeah. Mm. But, no, it's but it's still a difficult place a to go. Game, yeah, though, yeah, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, Southampton have won once in thirteen this season, but it shows you how poor that end of the table is yeah. because they've won once in thirteen, and there's still two teams below them in the league. Mm. But Southampton going away to Cardiff, I just it'll be interesting to see how Hassan Hootel approaches that game. The win is there for the taking for yeah. either side, and either side or both both teams really, really could do with a win and. You know, I know we sort of say this about Cardiff a lot, but they will bombard Southampton. You know, as you say, Luke, they're a very dogged side and so on. And I, and I can see them mm. plenty of balls in the box, that kind of thing. Yeah, but don't, they don't really bombard; they kick. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> bombard yeah. the shins of people. <laughs> Is that not maybe what Southampton need? Because all, all of those players are going to be playing to impress the new manager, um, and it's going to be a physical test. They're going to be aware of that from the off. So if anything's going to pump you up. That, that combination of things might be exactly what they need. Mm. Well, they get a win here. I mean, that changes the mentality of the club straight away, right? What they need to do, Southampton, is they need to settle on the team the formation they want to play. Um, They've with... got more quality than Cardiff. Yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Mm. They, they need to settle on the formation they want to play. They've played about four or five different shapes this season. I would suggest they need to play with two up front, um, be a bit braver, because we've seen what that can do um, for a team like Watford, who are a similar profile to Southampton. Southampton came sick two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the good news for Southampton fans is that people who actually know about Hassan Hootal, like Andy Brassel on On The Constant mm-hmm. yesterday, said seems to think he's a good appointment and he's a very sort of um, studious and detailed kind of guy who can who can certainly improve them. Um, they, 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 they can improve for sure. They've got better... You, you're right in what you say. They've got much better players than Cardiff. Mm-hmm. There's no reason they can't be a lower middle half... Uh, sorry, lower to, to, to sort of yeah, sure. lower half of the, of the table, but, but mid-table type position. Um, so... You know, it can't really get an awful lot worse than them. They're five to two to be relegated with Bet365. So £10 um, 
returns 35 pound including stakes should they go down the one thing you could say is they've they've made a decision early enough haven't they to improve mm -hmm. yeah. um it's not like they're doing it in the middle of march they well they might be doing it again in the middle of march <laughs> but, but i doubt that and so that, that hasn Hutu has got a chance to make a, to make an impact there um which you'd imagine he should be able to do because their last two coaches have been nowhere near good enough surely there'll be goals in that one surely there'll be goals all right then it's time for emails with ptd oh no not the beast not the beast ah! you've got mail I mean, the reason why we use that clip is because I had a bonnet of bees. I was uh, through seven, <laughs> I was, and I was airing grievances. It sounds the, so weird now. Through yeah. the you vessel of it. the email. No. Uh, I think you need a new one. You change it. Liam Parnell. <laughs> Hi, guys. Liam Parnell here. Big fan of the show. Marcus went to the same school as me. In Ooh. fact, my old man with his was his football coach back in the day at Royal High School, Edinburgh. You might remember muck-up day last day for the sixth-year students where people filled uh, water pistols with piss and fired away. Nice. What? Uh, I don't remember that because no. I left before sixth form. I actually no. did uh, the last two years of secondary school so in, in Boston, in this, Inglaterra. Is this an accusation of you being a bully? No, no Marcus wasn't involved. No, he wasn't involved. I, did, I just said like the, the last day of school in. Uh... We get a bit personal, Marcus. He gets very defensive. But the, the, well, no, the, no, the email's no, a bit I unclear. Did, Listen, I am the last person on the planet. I'm the last person on the planet to defend Marcus, as we all know. <laughs> but he is literally nothing to do with this. <laughs> I can only no, go off what the email said. I don't know when, when Marcus went to school. Well, I just, I'm just telling Down you. Down a well, by the sounds of things. Got a very closed mind. <laughs> Mother well. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that it seems a little unclear what the what the man means. I think he just got excited because he went to school with Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and I well, the, the image of uh, urine-filled water pistols uh, to be enjoyed by everyone. The funny thing is... I think enjoyed by no one. Pre super not even, not even not even the person spraying it because they've got to fill it up. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. I actually didn't even go to school with Liam. He was he was he's a lot younger than me. Yeah. So again, right. I was long gone. Is he your I'd son? Left, I'd left the country. <laughs> Marcus has got yeah. before all this son. before all this piss spraying mayhem God, began. Yeah. Keep going. Never email your heroes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Marcus. It's like Donald Trump's uh, denial about that tip. Joe Fretwell. <laughs> I'm moving on, Fine. as should you. Joe Fretwell, <laughs> um, Evening Ramblers. Luke's recent assertion that stewards should have a basic idea of the personnel at the club they're working at uh, triggered a memory, my, uh, re memory of mine I'd up until then uh, thankfully forgotten about. Many years ago, while I was still at University of Manchester, I earned a bit of money for beans and pints of snake by, by working, in inverted commas, as a steward at Old Trafford. I say working, 99% of the time the prawn sandwich brigade were very well behaved, meaning I could just watch the football. Um, on one occasion, although, I was given the task of manning a unused fire door outside the stadium and I was told to not let anyone in under any circumstances. Easy. It was mundane to say the least. Ten minutes after the game had started and all the fans had gone in, I would be relieved of my post and allowed to join them to watch the game. I only had one issue uh, with a chance who tried to blag his way past me, but I stuck to my guns and carried out my instructions to the letter. Sure enough, as the game started, I was indeed relieved of my post, but rather than be allowed to watch the match, I was told to hand over my high-vis jacket and never to return. It wasn't until some time later that I realised the chancer I turned away was none other than then Chief Executive of Manchester United Football Club, Mr David Gill. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd refused him entry to his own gap. I, I, I would have liked to have hit David Gill having a bit more spirit about it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I would have thought David Gill, yeah, because yeah. there's, there's no shame in not knowing what David Gill looks like yeah no, and he, exactly. he said, he said uh, he went on to oversee a reasonably successful period in the club's history and I left my career as a steward behind me with my 100% record of not letting anyone pass me on the fire <laughs> damn right well clean played. sheet it's a clean sheet I'm, uh, I'm, uh, um, yeah. thank you to Joe Fretwell for that one do you remember our mate at uni Richie yes uh, he got me a job working as uh, security backstage at the Cambridge Folk Festival one summer. Wow. I was obviously unqualified. Ruffians. Unqualified. I think you're mm. supposed to have a licence, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> Cider will do. My, yeah, my job was to stop, to inspect people's passes. Yeah. 
in the backstage area. So yeah, I was standing right on the groupies. Bit where, yeah, where, <laughs> no, you know where the stairs go up to the stage, literally right by the main yeah, stairs. Yeah. And um, all these people kept pouring past, and obviously you check their little lanyard and they mm. can go through. I don't know who any of them were, yeah, because I don't know anything about folk music, and I still don't. And um, one one guy tried to get through, and, it, and I wouldn't let him through because he didn't have his pass, and he kicked off, tried to get me fired or whatever, and it turned out to be the bass player of the Levelers. Is that right? Yeah. Was he I meant to be on right. stage? They were due on stage, yeah. <laughs> They're a rather untidy bunch, to be fair. Yeah, yeah big, long dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like get out that, of it, hippie. You, you Quite ruined... a few with dreadlocks at the Cambridge Folk Festival, yeah. <laughs> in, in my defence. You, uh, you ruined the gig, because they had to go on stage without a bassist. No, because... they, he, he, he went on in the end. Yeah. yeah. I, he basically, I, the, the thing, I, I don't mind him trying to get me fired, because it was just like a summer day job thing. Hmm. But I do still now quite sort of, I'm still quite annoyed by him trying to paint me out as some sort of job's worth, which I'm not. Mm. So there we go. Yeah. That's not the way to look at that. You what? did your job. He didn't have a pass. Don't yeah. let greebos on the stage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I had my way, they wouldn't get any gig. <laughs> Excellent in context daring of the word grebo. You don't yeah. hear it a lot. <laughs> you don't. It's, it's a very bank. 90s word. Yeah. Uh, ben Thomas. Hello, Ben Thomas. Strap yourselves in. This is a bit long, but it's a good one. Hello, Ramblers. After hearing you rave about Harry Winks on the latest podcast, I thought I'd let you know there is still another string to his bow. I'm a biomedical scientist and I make antibiotics. Nice. A very important job. Mm. We, we thank you. We thank, thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, the particular sort our lab makes, called antimicrobial uh, anti, uh, peptides, are small enough that we can synthesise them from scratch on a big machine that's kind of like a 3D printer for drugs, which sounds brilliant, quite well, frankly. No wonder you got you took that of his email address. Get, <laughs> uh, hello to... Hello to? Where did that come from? Um, <laughs> I'm resetting. Um, <laughs> I got confused because on the screen I've also got um, the um, Wikipedia judge for John Luden McAdam that we were talking about earlier the canal, of course. Yeah. Tarmac. Tarmac, that's it. Uh, <laughs> have you got one of those machines already? <laughs> uh, now, if you cast your mind back to GCC biology, you should remember that a peptide is made of a chain of amino acids. Each amino acid has a letter. So, for example, A is alanine, C, cysteine, uh, and he goes on. I'm not going to try and re read the W one. Um, therefore, when you're punching the string of amino acids you want to into the machine, it can often look like a word or phrase or name. This is the road more travelled. Oh, wow. We're talking my, about Harry Wiggs somehow. My own software is designed to look at legitimate biological data sets to find new and exciting peptides, aka antibiotics. On a slow afternoon, I decided to just feed it a list of random football players in the English top tier. Right? So I put Winks Harry into it, right? Uh, and, and not only were we surprised to see Harry, when synthesised, can obliterate E. coli and MRSA if you add 128 micrograms of him in powdered form to one millimetre of bacterial culture. He is slightly toxic, though, so don't ingest him. I don't know what any of this is about. I'm saying, I'm saying that Harry Winks can destroy E. coli and MRSA. <laughs> And also... <laughs> that is the sort of thing you don't get in a defensive midfield player normally. He's, no. taken, he's taken a picture of Harry Winks, the uh, antibiotic as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, I mean, it's just a bloke with rubber gloves and on. Which, sorry, which, sorry, which team do MRSA and the Coli play for? Yeah. <laughs> so there it is, and there's, there's the uh, DNA profile of... Uh, well, oh, the cellular profile that's of Harry, Harry Winks. Oh, I mean, can now. I request he does our names? I'm just fascinated yeah. by yes. that. Yes! Yeah. Pete D, Or Football Luke Ramble. Yeah, mm. They know what our names are. <laughs> I don't. Who are you again? Uh, so yeah, and his friend was uh, who was also in the uh, lab as a big Arsenal fan. Uh, ben, this is, this is uh, bizarre, you, even for you, mm. Pete, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting email. Harry Winks is a is a, an MRSA destroying antibiotic, a peptide. Yeah, <laughs> <A> pep <laughs> Guardiola tide. <laughs> Are we ready for an ad break? I've never oh, been more ready. Yeah. Anything cerebral. <laughs> Literally in this case. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's all rush off to an ad break soon. Uh, we'll be back with Arsenal and West Ham soon. I in prefer a the water pistol. Stuff.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Kevin Keegan, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Ah, yes. Keggy. You are yeah, listening yeah. to the Football Keggles. Ramble. Kevin Keegan is right. Um, welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Beth365. Arsenal, they're playing Huddersfield on the weekend. They drew two all at Old Trafford. Entertaining mm. match. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't, Mark. It was terrible. Watching, mate. It was I a really... nil-nil draw that happened to have four goals in it. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Oh, really? Yeah, because I like football. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and in all just, its it forms. It was really sticky and niggly. Yeah. And it was really... Uh, Arsenal, foul-y. Arsenal just dropping like flies. They'd cash in all their chips at the weekend. They just... It was so but scrappy. But there's, a, there's always a feeling when you watch Man United at the moment, though, that something re- bizarre could happen. Yeah, like, yeah I'm like enjoying Mourinho it. Mourinho could storm off or they could get beaten 5-0. They could win five. Well, not that one, but, you know, you know there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot that could happen. I actually thought there was a lot to enjoy about the game. I did as well. I thought it was two points dropped for Arsenal though. Yeah, absolutely. What I mean by that is that I think every goal was avoidable. They were mm. four really silly goals. They conceded mm-hmm. one... F- yeah, that, I, I think, like that. I think they conceded one 14 seconds after they yeah. scored. Why do you Phenomenal. not like silly goals? Yeah, I do. I love it. Well, I just feel like um, in terms of the actual quality of the game, the the the, uh, the scoreline flatters it. You used it to be Glow very... Ambassador, Jim. But it it was just you know there was no rhythm to it. Gwen Doozy had his hair pulled by Fellaini. David De Gea made an error. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying that it like it wasn't like this end to end thriller. It, it was wasn't the advert to the Premier League and... that I was used to from said, the weekend. I said, it was, I said there was an Marcus, entertaining game. Not everything is a personal attack on you. Yes. I said no. I was reminding you that it was an entertaining game. <laughs> Do for I need my to get money? a super soaker full of wee? <laughs> I'd like the idea of Gwen Doozy saying. Look, I've got long hair. I understand I don't tie it back. Occasionally it will get pulled, but I'm not taking it from him. Yeah. <laughs> not with his track record of hair. Yeah. That is an insult. Yeah. Uh, it seems to genuinely rattle him that. Um, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not something you really expect. No. It no. was so, so It would have been painful as well. Yeah, absolutely. Rojo as well, who looks like he's aged about 20 years playing under Mourinho, yeah. incredibly. He, <laughs> he was lucky to remain on that, the pitch. That as subs well. bench was uh, Jose Mourinho going, just, just, I just want to leave the Lowry. Let me leave yeah. the Lowry. Yeah. <laughs> Just conscious, but Arsenal dropped yeah. like flies. They looked exhausted. I just think that Joseph sort of saying, We had fight, we had passion. It's like, yeah, you need that because you go down, like you lose a goal every at the start they of every did, match. They did you know play with I mean? more intensity, though. Yeah, they, they did. did, but I mean, that's the least you expect. If you can't march, if you can't marshal defense, what is Jose Mourinho doing there? Yeah. If Jose is not Jose, what's what is a Jose? I, I think, I do think there is something in the theory that he's fallen between two stools where someone pointed out, I forget who it was, that. that when he's asked to play a sort of attacking football, it oh, tends to yeah. fall down. And I think he should probably just come, because of this Man United tradition and because he's come along, now there are a few managers in between, but he's come along post-Ferguson mm-hmm. and, and they used to play such exciting football with wide players and win things. And I think the, the history and the tradition of Manchester yeah. United isn't hurt, isn't helping him. In, in Same way at Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, exactly. And in the what you want. Well, well, Chelsea, he came along and they they said, deliver us the title. We've mm-hmm. been close, we've won. But they played okay on football under him. No, they did. No, no, no. Start. He, he, the, his teams can play all right football. I'm not saying it's all boring, boring. But when you're trying to go to a big club where the tradition, uh, perhaps the weight of expectation, 
and maybe whether or not there is actually an ethos, but certainly a feeling of an ethos at a club. Is the expectation it, out, on the out, training ground, though? Sorry, hang on. So, and it outweighs Jose Mourinho. He can't do it. Mm. But when he turns up at a club and they go, right, whatever you need, whatever you want, we will follow you, like Chelsea did, because it was delivered as a title, he could do it. When Abramovich wanted to play nicer football, it came undone. At Inter, it was kind of, you need to, again, they, they hadn't won the European, uh, the, the Champions League. Uh, under Mancini, they'd won a few league titles and whatnot. But again, an ageing squad, he made the most of it. Against uh, uh, Porto, again, do what you want kind of thing. He can't do it, really, when when uh, there is an expectation of doing yeah. the Man United way. So he he needs to go to a club. I said before, he needs to kind of, mm. if he indeed wants to go to another club side after Manchester United, he needs to go there where they'll say, right, anything you want, we will try and provide for you because but, but, you're Jose Mourinho and we'll follow you. But in this position, I don't necessarily care about Jose Mourinho. I care about the Manchester United fans who... Do you really? I kind of do because... What a liar. <laughs> Man United are the most bankable worldwide brand and it's not going to stay that way forever if Man United isn't full to the brim every single week and it's not at the moment and you you go you go on the stands. Everyone's back in Jose Mourinho, and I don't really understand. You're worried it. about Manchester United's brand. Well, I think I'm what has happened saying, to you? I think I'm part just... of the reason that they do that is because they want to support the manager, don't they? They want to they want to be seen as being fans that respect the club, support the club, and actually want to go through thick and thin. I don't know how much what, the many way, of them actually noise. mean it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah noise, but yeah. they actually did do that for for a long time. You know, it was it was only when it got sort of silly. Um, and this even is there, silly. I think they were pretty, Arsenal they were, were there for good. the beat, and they were knackered. No, I, I no think, I'd say Man United were there for Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I agree. thought Arsenal should have I mean, won with the chances I think, they had. I think this, you're right, though, what you say about Mourinho, this siege mentality thing. Uh, yeah. You can't do it at a club like yeah, like can't. Man United. Nobody wants He's to He's not turn, bigger than the club, and he wants yeah. to be bigger than the club. No one wants to turn Disneyland into a fortress. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's the sort of thing you're dealing they also, with. They also had 72,500 in there against young boys. Not bad. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's not. A, it used to be a guaranteed sellout every time, and it's not now. It's just not. I think, you know, if you're t- talking about a stadium that holds, what, 74 and a Half or seventy-five. This or is Manchester United. They're like the ultimate tourist club. Everybody wants to go and see them in every You're single. Some people inevitably are going to have travel arrangements let them down. So there might be a couple of hundred <laughs> not there. I'm not saying that. It's was not, it great Man United struggled to get yeah, there but themselves? But it isn't a sellout. You know I, what I mean? I this isn't just, about bums on seats. It's not selling the I tickets. I just wasn't expecting you to declare such solidarity yeah, with the, yeah. with the, the glazers. Yeah. With the he's, glazers. He's, he's laying the ground for stopping support of Newcastle at some point. <laughs> <laughs> not, enough is enough. Yeah. I'm I thought, building I thought a tunnel Arsenal were your secret side. I'm Team Glazer and if Glazer wants to come in and pay 300 million for Newcastle United, I'm just saying we're a fertile ground. There's some Full ground as well. Ashley's holding out for 400 million. And there's not there's some annoying little jobs worth law saying you can't own more than one club in the Premier League. So well, no, you but can't listen. own more than one club. No, the levelers you can't have a base player. <laughs> At one point, worth. so we, the base player for levelers could be a potential investor. They're not, they're not a funk band. He does Why not have three hundred million pounds. No. If he did, he's a capitalist. Yeah, but maybe, pig. Indeed, maybe he's got mates that do, and that's yeah. what consoles. He's got a dog on a string, and that's it. At some point in the <laughs> at some point in the deep and distant past, we were talking about Arsenal. <laughs> And they are 10 to 11 to finish in the top four of the Premier League this season with Bet365. £10 returns, £21, including that stake. Think of the shareholders, guys. Arsenal (laughs) Arsenal have got They're the real victims here. Indeed they are. They've got to beat Huddersfield, surely. Huddersfield are the lowest scorers in the league. Huddersfield are a funny side because I sort of think to myself, Wagner, he will galvanise them. We've seen evidence of the galvanising. And I, I, I still... 
I still think that they'll survive this season. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole thing is punching above their weight, isn't it? And, yeah. and he is very good at getting them to do that. I know what you mean. I think they've got a bit of a steel and a resilience and also a realistic expectation, uh, which they know that, you know, they are just fighting to stay alive here. Yeah. And like, I think it, this is helping Cardiff as well. And obviously yeah. Huddersfield mm. have had a, had a season of it. So they, yeah. They're a bit like Newcastle in that they don't score any goals. They don't score enough goals, but they're... That's their problem. The, 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 the canary in the mine for mm. Huddersfield is Philip Billing, who's a really good player, and mm. he's come on really, really well this season. Mm. Still young, 22, midfield player, can do a bit of everything. And um, they lost at home to Brighton last weekend. Yeah. Um, and he didn't play very well. And I thought, if he's starting to not play well, mm-hmm. um, then you're in big trouble. And the game before that, he was excellent. They beat Wolves. He was brilliant. But he's he's the bellwether state for them dude if, if you think of Huddersfield as been, being a US election map I, which I do <laughs> Philip Billing is very much Florida Florida yeah possibly Ohio top billing he's a okay. Florida man he's top yeah. billing exactly. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we want for Huddersfield so, uh, West Ham hosts Crystal Palace good win for West Ham against Cardiff as I said earlier a lot of injuries they've got mm. Arnautovic Yarmolenko Sanchez Lanzini Reed, Fredericks Cresswell and Jack Wilshire, unsurprisingly. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the injury has a Jack Wilshire, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a huge, huge uh, injury list there. Um, but uh, Lucas Perez could be the man to uh, get them get them going. His first Premier League goal since January 2017. Yeah, he's a funny one, Perez. I, f- I feel like he, I think a lot of Arsenal fans would agree that he didn't really get enough game time. To is it alone, Jim? About. Is it alone? I, th- I don't know. I think it might have been permanent. It's a permanent, is it? Okay. Yeah, um, because he, he seemed like when he did get minutes, he seemed, he's a very sort of clinical finisher, but I think he might be one of those strikers where that's basically all he does. Well, which, like Chicharito, maybe. Yeah, yeah, very much so, which, which now is, you know, it's not necessarily what, what, what managers are looking for, but I think with the running the team, he, he, as I say, he can be quite clinical. So I, I think they might have a, um, a better striker than they've seen yet. Yeah, back to back wins for West Ham. They're nine points above the relegation zone. They're looking more confident of late. Mm. A home match against Crystal Palace, you know, win that, and then they're they're, they're off, aren't they? Really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they've got an exceptional manager in Pellegrini, and we're starting to see a bit more of that. You know, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Palace lost three one to Brighton, of course. Uh, which is terribly disappointing for them. A, Especially a, it was ruckus, was, it, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I mean, it was obviously Brighton down to 10 men. And they were only 1-0 up at the time. Yeah, Palace will be very, very disappointed. 10 fans were arrested, including one who threw a pie onto the pitch. You think, come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but more bad news for Palace was that their kitchen at their training ground was given a zero for hygiene due to a, seg- <laughs> a significant mouse problem that has been going on for months apparently back in August this, this is was... one, of the, one of these things where you think the amount of money <laughs> rattling around Premier League football but apparently back in August it was spotted you, oh, you got a bit of a mouse problem they had a look again you haven't done anything yeah. the, the, the Mises are setting up shop here aren't they, they? Are. Pete, what, what do you think about the squatters rights of those mice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think should be allowed to stay Quite frankly, yeah. Well, it's listen, a little bit more rural than any other London club, I think. Well, there, there's true. Did you say the training ground? Yeah. So I know where that is. Mm. That's on Cobra's Cope Road, which is not that far from where I live. And mm. it is quite suburban. Mm. But in London, the problem with... No, it's not it's suburban. It's where Chelsea play, for crying out loud. No, it's not. No. No, but that, yeah, but that, I wouldn't say that's more suburban. I'd say that's more out in the sticks than suburban. Yes, in fact, if, yeah, suburban might be too much. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But Palace is very suburban. What I'm saying is you drive down oh, Cobra's right, Cope okay, Road, right. it's just like a tree-lined avenue. Which is where people where people live. It's like it's like driving through the set of like the in betweeners or something. It's, yeah, it's okay, very okay, suburban. Yeah, yeah. And and but as far as I understand it, the London mouse problem mm. revolves around mm-hmm. the fact that a lot of houses are terraced. So once you get a mouse in one house, they breed. They're away like mice, and they're everywhere. When I first moved to London, bear with me, bear with me a sec. Yeah, um, there you was, were a mouse. There was mice. There were mice all over our place, and I got an exterminator out, and he said, "Look, 
Look at the row of houses. There's about 50 houses. You're not going to get rid of them. The only thing you can do is get a cat. So Crystal Palace need to sign Peter Bonetti and instantly. <laughs> this is the most middle-aged conversation that has really ever happened. Talk about that tree surgeon. I will not apologise for being a homeowner. Yeah. Steady. Okay. Not in this day and age. Let's get Brexit over with. Yeah. It's the 21st century. Luke's a homeowner. Yeah. Okay. I am. Exactly. Crystal Palace are two to one to beat West Ham away from home. Um, I don't say this often, but you probably would have rocks in your head to, to, to do that. But £10, <laughs> ten, ten returns, £30 including stakes should they do the business. Uh, two to one, Crystal Palace uh, to win at the London Stadium. I think that's harsh. I, I'm the only one who's trying to get Palace going here. They're not very good. I think Roy they're Hansen all right. Oh, Andres Townsend scored a goal and yeah. all of a sudden you think he should be back in the England team. Look, yeah. Roy the boy's doing a good job. I love seeing his little face smiling away. <laughs> Can you, can you think... predict how many goals Andros Townsend is going to score this season? Uh, I think that might be his only one he scores. Oh, no. he's No way. Can't. All right. It's a little how trim. much? What's, what is he on now? So, <laughs> two, I think. Two. Is he on two? I yeah. reckon he'll he get... will not score another goal before the end of the season. I reckon he'll get... Um, uh, oh, hang on a minute. That's strong by you, Don. Yeah, I'm having it. Marcus, you've, you've already said he's got two goals and you said that'd be the only one who scores. Yeah, so. the only one he scores. Yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only ones he scores, sorry. All right. I, I think he'll get five this season. I think, well, I'd stick your neck out. Yeah. That's, yeah, even, that's, worse than, that's worse Hang than on. my shout. About another twenty-five games. Yeah, no, he. Pete just said he won't score again this season. All right. Well, I can win by saying three goals then. Hang I wasn't asking for a, 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 a comeback. I'm just saying you can disagree with me, Marcus. And I have disagreed with you because Marcus. I think he'll score at least five goals. This at least five goals. Move this on because he's having a it's outrageous. No, I'm, I'm, no I'm, I'm with Pete on this. I understand it. We know he's quite low scoring. We've spoken about it. But Pete's saying he won't score again. Marcus is saying he will score a few more again. Pete, right. just, Pete just cares about how Steve Parrish is getting on. He wants all he cares about is the board. Yeah. He wants to make sure they get a return on their investment. Exactly. Yeah. Now Think it's... of the bottom line, guys. That's how you solidify a future for your club. Uh-huh. All right. He'll be calling fans uh, clients in a minute. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> uh, now it's time for our best bet with Bet365. Oh, God, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what? I was thinking about going for gold for some reason. Yeah. I've been away, so I've Salivating missed it. Um, step forward, Steve, who says, Luke, how about we stop the faffing and win a big pile of dong for charity? Go on, Steve. Oh, <laughs> go on, Steve. Uh, dong. Uh, a dong. No, <laughs> None of this uh, headless win and over six and a half corners or two goals or more on each half dribble. Just some straightforward, old-fashioned tippage. How hard can it be to turn £50 into a grand or two in three goes? Assuming we all agree that the gentlemanly thing to do here is go big if you're on a hat-trick, my plan is to take a punt in week one, play relatively safe in week two, then absolutely go for it in week three. I'm starting with Chelsea to inflict Man City's first league defeat on the seat of the season, which is 11-4 with Bet365. Oh, blimey. A crazy prize given they've got home advantage, have only lost this fixture three times in 25 years. Oh, he's done his homework. In fairness, I haven't checked that. <laughs> and, City, and City are to be without Kevin De Bruyne and Sergio Aguero. A £50 bet will return £187.50, uh, including stake. Uh, go well, Steve. Chelsea to beat Man City is 11-4, to 4, so, so £50 returns £187.50, including stake. All proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be age, uh, 18 or over to, to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, it's begambleaware.org. That best bet flies in the face of what you were saying earlier, Marcus, about mm. how they've got so many other good players they can rely on. Yeah. The fact that De Bruyne and Aguero are missing won't matter a jot, in your opinion. Mm-hmm. I am. I think it's a great bet, Steve. I like the cut of his jib. I'm just a bit gutted because I've, the news has come in that the Philippines are out of the Suzuki Cup. Oh, Terrible. You, uh, is that what you were checking your phone about a second ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-final, was it? Yeah. Is there a third placer? Uh, uh, oh, I hope so. A traditional thing for Spencer to do as an ex-England manager would be to lose the third place player. 
I like how we're getting live Sven updates. Love it. Uh, it's like Marcus has been written, been bitten by a radioactive Marcus. Steve, you've been upstaged by Sven. <laughs> and if you associate with Marcus Speller, it happens a lot. Indeed, it does. All right, now it's time for Go for Gold. So the heat is on and the time is right. It's time for you. What you would have played a game. Cause people are coming, everyone's trying, trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the states are so high, we're all going for going for gold. Right, Ryan Adams, Ryan Adams, Ryan Edwards has come up with a... Stop, is it Abel Javier? <laughs> no, it's not Marcus. Okay. Okay, where have you got that from? We, we edit something out where Marcus has been a dick. Well done, um, Marcus. Well done, Marcus. He's doubled um, down on being a dick. He's doubled down yeah. on being a dick. Yeah. A double dick, if you will. It's unlike him. Yeah. Um, first time suggesting or emailing in in 10 years. That this is, is Ryan lazy. Edwards. Lazy Ryan so Edwards. So Ryan, yeah. Ryan, he's proud of the fact that he's been listening to this show for 10 years and he's not sent a single email It's in. just wallpaper, uh, yeah. Ryan. He's it's not interested. Background in noise. Involved. And maybe these are the only emailers left that don't have any beef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's, let's not assume that. <laughs> uh, here's your first clue. I was born on the 14th of March, 1974. Okay. Stop. Is it Luca Tony? Incorrect. Stop. Carnu. Carnu's not that old. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah, JJ Acotcha. No, but lovely to hear nice from to hear two that. of yeah. those names. Um, after five seasons in my home country, I played the 96-97 seasons for Lazio. Stop, mm. Diego Simeone. Incorrect. Stop. Oh, he's at Atletico then. Gaisco Mendigata. Incorrect. Stop, Marco Simone. Incorrect. Following a field, moved to Manchester United, I played... Stop. Juan Veron. Oh. It is Veron, isn't it? Oh, no, it's no. not. Oh. Veron, it was later at Lazio. Mm. Uh, I'll continue. Uh, I played over 100 times for two English teams in the Premiership and Division 1, then making one lawn appearance at Ipswich Town, scoring six goals in that time. Stop, Fernandy George. Incorrect. Don't mind that guess, though. He did play for Ipswich. Yeah. That makes yeah. it sound like he scored six, six goals, goals in, in one, one match. appearance. Yeah, that's yeah. confusing. <laughs> yeah. I, presume there were, I presume there were other... Um... Ryan, do not expect Pete to check these clues. <laughs> um, can you just start a clue again? Because I've not had a guess yet. All right. Following a failed move to Man U, uh, I played over 100 times for two English teams in the Premiership and Division 1, then making one lawn appearance at Ipswich Town, scoring six goals in that time. Play for Lazio, 96, 97. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I've got nothing. Carry on. In 1996, I won the African Nations Cup, the first time my nation had won this honour, making the team of the tournament, scoring one goal. Stop. Is it Taribo West? Oh, incorrect. Stop. <sighs> Eric Jemba Jemba? Incorrect. We're hurtling towards the fin, guys. Stop, Yakubu. Incorrect. The 1996 AFCON title was held in my home nation and the trophy was presented by a certain Nelson Mandela. Stop. Is it Mark Fish? It is Mark Fish! And you'll notice that I used the word fin. Oh, yeah, you did. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't listening. My career was nearly ended by falling through a, gas t- a glass table. Uh, doctors had to get FA dispensation to allow a banned drug that boosts red blood cell count uh, to be given to me. Uh, and I was a crucial part of the team that saw Chart and Athletic Challenge for the Champions League. What? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was, wow. yeah. No, he was. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there we are. Mark well done, Morsey. Do you remember I did that thing on the Christmas special once about um, true or false about Mark Fish? Mm. I can't remember what it was. It was quite funny, though. Mm. Never mind. What a wonderful yeah, memory. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> what a story. What a hit. There yeah. we are. That's going for gold for another week. Mm. Good idea.
Yeah. We don't do an outro yeah, for do, Gold yeah, for Gold. Do, yeah. oh, we don't have to, it's okay. So oh, here we are. It's a long old thing, isn't it? Yes. Right. It's time for you. What you would have played again. Goes on forever. People are coming, everyone's trying. Trying to be the best that they can. To reach for the sky where the stakes are so high. We're all going for going for gold. gold. Um, there we go. I, I just love the idea that we, for people listening, Pete is unquestionably the best person in the whole group to put the jingles together because he's mm. brilliant at it, mm. but the worst person to have a look after them. <laughs> yeah, but then I'll have to label them properly if anyone else did it. Uh, well, there's never, that's never Why is that is a problem? <laughs> 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 Thank you for listening to the Football Rebel preview show sponsored by Bet365, everybody. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you. A big thank you to Pete Donaldson. Bye. And a thank you to Jim Campbell as Cheers well. yourself. Lots of love. was a Radio Stakhanov production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.